Welcome to Radio Rollback Podcast, celebrating the greatest days of music radio. Now here's your host, Jeff Martin. Hello and welcome to Radio Rollback episode 39. Uh, good to have you with us again. And uh, this episode is uh, pretty much all about uh, Ian Damon, Ian Davidson, who is his real name. Uh, we're going to have a chat with Ian and also play well, one of his uh, shows from Radio London. Ian, of course, was uh, born over there in Sydney and uh, found himself on the galaxy for the last uh, few weeks and was Tony Blackburn's replacement after Tony uh, uh, shot off and joined the Light programme, of course, in preparation for launching uh, Radio 1. Before we do that, uh, thank you very much indeed for all your comments from the uh, last uh, edition, episode uh, 38. Thanks for all your uh, emails. Uh, always great to get your uh, emails and uh, comments. Thanks to all your e- emails and uh, comments, which always are gratefully received, and for suggestions of uh, uh, shows and um, DJs who uh, you'd like to hear and also who you'd uh, like us to try and have a chat to. Uh, sadly, uh, I had a suggestion uh, in... Uh, for to have a chat with uh, Alan Turner, who uh, was one of the original members of the uh, the team at Radio Caroline when they were on the MV Fred Risha. And yeah, Alan also uh, travelled up to the Isle of Man with the ship as well. And there's a, a wonderful interview with uh, Alan done by uh, Ray Clark in uh, one of the latest editions of uh, the Offshore Echoes magazine. Some fabulous photos of Alan in uh, action as well. Uh, on the uh, Pirate Radio Hall of Fame. Sadly, we lost uh, Alan, who uh, recently passed away, and uh, our thoughts, of course, are with his uh, family and friends. But if you do have any suggestions or you've got any contacts with people who made all this great radio of the 1960s, 1970s, 1980s, then uh, by all means uh, drop me a line and it'd be lovely to have a chat to them and I'll do my best. We've got a a couple of guests lined up in some uh, future episodes, so looking forward to that as well. So let's uh, start then by having a listen to my chat with uh, Ian Damon, Ian Davidson, uh, nicknamed the Wombat, as you'll hear in our chat. And I started by asking Ian uh, how we got into uh, radio in the first place. Yes, I started in Australia, where I was born, and um, I used to listen to uh, a radio station in Sydney with the call letters 2CH, it uh, was owned by the New South Wales Council of Churches, uh, about six or seven uh, different um, uh, Christian religions, uh, Protestants, and um, uh, they had this radio station. And all the others on a Saturday afternoon had music, uh, had uh, sporting activities. You know, they covered the races and everything else. And uh, I liked this. And there was a chap there named of Walter Elliott who used to do Saturday afternoons. And um, he was the uh, instigator, I think, in one way or another, because he had a little radio school in a suburb of Sydney called Rockdale. And uh, by the way, born in Sydney. (laughs) And um, so uh, I used to go out there after work and uh, and, um, learn a little bit about broadcasting and and that. And um, there was a man called Alan Crawford, uh, who uh, I was working for Southern Music Publishing Company um, and um, going around and seeing people uh, in the radio stations uh, with Southern Music and Peer International's um, publications and that. And uh, I met up with T.W., Tony Withers, who was uh, Tony Windsor mm-hmm. uh, on Big Hill Radio London years later at uh, Sydney Station 2SM. And uh, he used to do a um, lunchtime uh, little gig at uh, the department store, David Jones's uh, record uh, department, and had loads of people used to come around. And then I got to meet him, and uh, his TO called Phil Haldeman uh, told me a bit more about him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, so uh, that was another inspiration for my early, early days. And <clears throat> with the um, coming of, uh, uh, of my career. Uh, I had um, the uh, fortune of uh, meeting up with uh, a chap named Bryson Taylor. Now, he was an Australian who uh, had a radio uh, career 
uh, used to do um, live from the Sydney Cenotaph for the Anzac Day Parade. So uh, after Walter Elliott, I went to see him. He uh, t- taught me how to pronounce uh, various things, like Benjamino Gili, <laughs> not Giglio, etc., <laughs> etc. Et um, he said that uh, there was somebody um, in a town called Griffith, New South Wales, name of Ray Gamble, uh, who was looking for a new announcer. And he used to go uh, and get uh, announcers uh, from his tuition uh, out to uh, Griffith, 420 miles from Sydney. And so um, I applied and I always remember coming home from work one day and having a telegram, application successful, advise when able to commence, nice. which I'll never forget because that was my start in the, in the career. And I caught the train all the way out there, had digs uh, and in, and in Griffith. I used to have the records. We had 78s uh, and um, uh, long playing uh, transcriptions. And uh, even one pickup that did play LPs, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but nothing in the forty-five line. So oh, I can always yeah. remember when uh, Rock Around the Clock came out, only issued in Australia on forty-five. Uh, you know, the product as such uh, of um, taking my tape recorder around down one night, uh, where I was able to uh, tape off the desk my record deck rather. Uh, and uh, Take Rock Around Around the Clock by Bill Haley uh, was able to be played off uh, tape. (laughs) Quite funny because uh, a little later on, after I went on holiday one time, they had installed 45 machine, and so we were were able to play ordinary 45s as they came into existence. I'm talking 1954 when I first started, on the 28th of July, July 1954, at radio station 2RG. Alan Crawford. Alan Crawford was the same Alan Crawford that uh, started Radio Atlanta, I I would imagine. It was indeed. And um, he actually came to our wedding. Oh, did he? (laughs) I'll tell you about that in a moment. The nearest station, 240 miles away, was a town called Young, New South Wales. I met up with Bill Marston, who was the manager, and he said, come and work for me. He said, "Um, you can do breakfast and uh, and, uh, morning and um, do voiceovers, et cetera, et cetera, for this commercial radio station. Um, I decided I, I wanted to come overseas and see what I could while I was young enough to appreciate it. And uh, my sister was on school exchange in Edinburgh at the time. I went to see her and uh, uh, did the, um, the trip across the sea, uh, the, um, the program, uh, on board the ship, which is a, a, a ship... Uh, that uh, takes Australians across to Europe to see Europe, etc. I even did a uh, read the news from a sheet on the uh, PA across on the ship. How fabulous! <laughs> Coming over, arrived when we arrived, we went on the continent and uh, did a trip and uh, went to Berlin a week before the war came down in 1961. And uh, I called into Radio Luxembourg. And I met up with Barry Aldous. Now, he used to do Top 30 on a Sunday night, uh, which you could hear in the UK because it was uh, only available at night time, the uh, uh, Luxembourg station uh, in audibility in Britain. And uh, I saw, uh, said to him while I was there, I said, um, nice to see you. He'd come from Brisbane originally, uh, Barry Aldous. And uh, he said to me, oh, Ian, he says, I wish you'd have made contact with me. You would have been my summer replacement in 1962. So that was a, a, another unfortunate uh, mishap yeah. that I, I just missed out on. Well, that, uh, that decided me, well, I'm, there didn't seem any likelihood of um, commercial radio in Britain at the time. I decided to go uh, uh, back to Australia. And I sailed from Liverpool to Montreal, uh, met up with an Aussie at a, an English language station in Montreal. He said, no, there's nothing here around that, uh, that uh, uh, would uh, perhaps uh, be uh, available for your broadcasting ability. Why don't you go down to Toronto? So I took the the, uh, train down to Toronto, stayed in the YMCA. I visited uh, several of the smaller stations, and uh, uh, they all said, by by none, um, you sound too English to go on Canadian radio. (laughs) 
I thought that for an Australian, that's a little bit of an insult in any case. <laughs> but I went to one station uh, because um, uh, I met my wife uh, there, and uh, we went to work at um, uh, in the summer at uh, a holiday resort called Big Winin, and there was a nearby station, CKAR, in Huntsville, and uh, I went and visited them, and uh, I did get on air <laughs> just as an interviewer. We decided to come back to England, came over on the Queen Mary, and uh, settled in uh, initially in Chesham, in Bucks, and then in Bishop Stortford. Now, there was a hospital radio station in Bishop Stortford, and I did a, a Friday night program while I was working. Uh, I was actually working for Bow Walter Scott. Okay. <laughs> Bow Walter Scott make Andrix. Yes, that's right. Remember the poppy adverts. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they still stock at most stores. <laughs> Indeed. And uh, so consequently, uh, meeting up with um, at the hospital radio, uh, uh, Andy Peebles used to do the tech op for me. Um, a well-known name, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, Andy, Andy, uh, next door neighbour was um, Paul Kay, oh. who was a uh, who was the first uh, and last announcer on Big Hill Radio London at Sea on the Galaxy, and um, I came and uh, met up with him, and uh, he said, um, "I tell you what, you're wasting your time being here. Why don't you come out and join us on Big L? So uh, he gave me the audition sheet. Uh, which they gave to people, and it had a few um, trip-up names like Penon Pen, etc., <laughs> <laughs> and which I got right and was able to submit my audition. And I got a phone call from Alan Keane, um, who uh, at that stage was the program uh, director after Ben mm -hmm. Tony, and uh, he uh, then he said, "When can you start?" I said. Uh, well, as soon as I take my car in, <laughs> the, the next day I was out with Richard Swainson and uh, on the ship, uh, and uh, of course they knew me because I was doing a, a disco on a Monday night at Road Centre in Bishop Stortford for a spastic society, and uh, that got me on to uh, getting on to Big L. Uh, so uh, they knew me as soon as I got on board. Most of them had been doing PA at Bishop Stortford. And Tony Blackburn, everybody. Uh, Tony Blackburn carted up my uh, theme, Big Deal, by Tony Osborne for me and interviewed me on the air on the afternoon uh, that I got on the ship, which was a strange day because they usually changed over on a Tuesday. But I went out on the Friday with Richard. And uh, so um, I, I was on the air for the first time at 11 o'clock on the Sunday night. And uh, Paul, Paul Kay said to me, he said, uh, you, you better go and play around with the panel to uh, uh, have a go at after we come off the air after John Peel at two o'clock in the morning. So I stayed awake that night and uh, had a play around and knew exactly where the faders were, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. and where the tape machine was and uh, where the carts went in and, uh, and the records, et cetera. So that was the uh, the early arrival on Big Hill Radio London. Oh, you, now, I also did um, uh, the 9 to 12 show and the, uh, the um, 6 to 9, in which we had um, Garner Ted Armstrong and The World Tomorrow for half an hour. Mm. And I actually used that tape, uh, recorded my last half hour, uh, Big L had at least um, anything up to three or four million people, yeah. but they had a huge audience on AM medium wave on 266 meters, as they called the 1349, uh, 50 rather. So um, my time on Big L was early um, from May, June, July and August uh, until the station was closed by the government with the passing of the Marine Offences Broadcasting Bill. But I had fantastic time and made lots of friends, uh, loads of people that I got to know. Letters used to come in from people. There was, uh, there was um, uh, Tommy Vance, who came across from Caroline. Uh, Blackburn, of course, who originally was on Caroline before that. Big Earl was most successful of the offshore 
radio stations, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. And the one that made money, if you see what yes, I mean. Yes, it, it was so well run and uh, set the standard for many stations, I think. And uh, So uh, when you was on there, uh, Ian, uh, obviously you, you replaced uh, Tony Blackburn, I, I believe, didn't you? Because he, he That's right, to I the did BBC. indeed. He was only on board for a few days after I came on board. And, of course, he went off to... Uh, Auntie Bede to the light program and then uh, Radio 1 to start with. Yeah. And, of course, it's still here, heard on a weekend, on a, a Saturday morning and Sunday night yeah. on um, BBC Radio 2, of course. So um, he's done well, and I have seen him several times in the past over at uh, different uh, reunions that we've had on the, the Tassel Castle, etc. <laughs> but um, it was good. The food was good on board. Uh, it was Dutch uh, chef. Uh, and um, the, uh, the the food was excellent. Sleeping accommodation was fine. Uh, actually, uh, John Peel was in the same uh, cabin as I was with uh, another chap, Mark Roman, oh, yes. uh, the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and it, it, Mark Roman went on. He's he's living in Spain now, yeah. and he went out to Sydney, Australia. Did um, 2UE in Sydney and 5KA in Adelaide before he came back. To, to England in the 70s. Yeah. So uh, my time at Big L uh, on, at sea was, uh, as I say, was a very into- enjoyable time, without a doubt. And uh, I had uh, a great pleasure then, of course, um, in uh, coming back to England uh, in after five years in Australia and Australian radio, uh, Southern television on sales, which got me into Capital Radio, where I was for nearly six years uh, doing the fun bus operation around London and the program called London Link, which linked out to Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the West Indies and Hong Kong weekly with dedication messages backwards and forwards to the uh, presenters. And uh, thank you, Mr. Qantas. I had a free trip out to Oz, (laughs) to Perth, uh, to Adelaide, to Melbourne, Sydney, uh, Brisbane and Auckland in New Zealand, uh, all in uh, under two weeks. Wow. And uh, when I came back uh, to to uh, London again, I was out on the fun bus the next day. Capital, <laughs> <laughs> capital, <laughs> uh, capital was a, a great time. I went from there to uh, Pennine Radio in uh, Bradford, uh, from which uh, there uh, down to LBC Sales. Uh, for uh, radio sales and marketing and independent radio sales. Uh, Then to uh, the next uh, station, uh, Mercury, Radio Mercury Mm -hmm. in Crawley. Uh, And uh, I did sales there as well as on air. Uh, I did a big band program on a Sunday night, uh, which is music I love. And uh, also, of course, down to County Sound Radio at Guildford. They had three stations. Uh, Delta in uh, Hazelmere, uh, Way Valley Radio in Alton, uh, which I've been invited to do a program <laughs> for at any time I want, which is nice. And um, then uh, uh, the uh, the main one, of course, uh, Guildford, and uh, they, they changed their FM to Eagle Radio, uh, but now as part of the Greatest Hits Network. So that was that. And um, so, of course, consequently, in my radio career over 60 years, I've enjoyed my time. I've had um, uh, lots of fun, met a lot of people over the years. I mean, it was a momentous day, Ian, that uh, final day on Big L, because, I mean, goodness only knows what the audience was. But the the response uh, when you actually arrived on shore was just incredible. We'll never see the likes of it again. That's very true at Liverpool Street Station. Well, I was the only person uh, from on air um, at the office in 17 Curzon Street with the girls who were there, and we were all weeping and, uh, and wailing for obvious reasons. And uh, after they played uh, Big L, uh, Big Lil, and um, Paul Kay said the, the station was closing, uh, you know, we, we were in tears. And I, t- I took my audition to um, Auntie Beeb. <laughs> which I'd recorded, uh, and I had the right words. And um, they gave me um, uh, a roundabout inserts uh, on Brian Matthews' program, which I used to do um, on a, a, a regular basis, which I actually got paid for, which was nice. Uh, I did did that, and um, 
ATV in London, uh, Continuity. Uh, I always remember Pete Drummond. I met up with him, uh, and he said, hey, how did you get that, Wombat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that, that was the nickname they gave you on Radio London. Who came up with that? Tony Brandon gave me that name. Uh, t- Tony Tony Brandon was uh, another jock who lived in Hazelmere in uh, Surrey. And uh, I went for an audition with um, British Forces Broadcasting Service uh, in uh, in London. Uh, I'd, I'd heard that um, they may well be looking for somebody for uh, various places. And... Um, they had radio stations in the, in, uh, in around uh, the regions, and uh, they were going to send me to Aden, oh, where God. Mad Mitch was shooting up. Oh, <laughs> Thank dear. you very much. Ah. And, uh, I, I I rang to say, look, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm married now, and uh, you know we um, I think that this may be not a good move to go to Aden uh, at that particular juncture. And I was the first Australian to pass the board because they had a board of, of people uh, shooting questions at you. Uh, my Australian accent uh, doesn't sound uh, as strong as a lot of Aussies. G'day, how you go, mate? And all that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, so I had the good training of uh, Bryson Taylor in Sydney uh, before I went into radio. What was, um, what was the atmosphere like on the, on the boat as, uh, you know, once you heard that, because uh, I think you heard quite late, didn't you, that the station was going to actually close and not stay on, I guess. It That's was, right. It was quite and, a blow. Uh, I, as I say, I went out the end of uh, June and uh, was there for, uh, two weeks on board, uh, one week on shore. I did quite a few uh, PAs uh, at different places. Starlight Ballroom at Greenford comes to mind. I did one on the pier at Worthing, um, met up with um, Dave Christian, uh, who got on to Luxembourg himself later, and uh, various other people like that. Uh, we went to Felixstowe, by the way, last Sunday week, yes. and um, I did a, a two-and-a-half-hour program uh, there and uh, played the last half hour of my time on Radio London originally uh, for the last half hour. And I had quite a few people come up to me and say, oh, yes, I know, I remember you as Ian Damon. And uh, as I say, the uh, the name came up uh, because I, I used that name because um, Alan Keane, who I mentioned earlier, um, said, you can't go out as Ian Davidson, you have to change your name. And there was a record around at the time by Alan Damon uh, called Sweet Maria for Mercury Records. Remember oh, that? I do. I picked that song or the title, uh, the surname Damon, D-A-M-O-N, so I could be I-D on the M-I-C. Yeah, the um, the reunion things have, uh, have been really popular. I, I think I nearly met you at the Big L 97 one, which was out on the Yeoman Rose. I think you were there as well, weren't you? I possibly was, yes. And also going to Capital Radio reunion. Oh, uh, Capital, really? I was there five and a half years, as I mentioned earlier, doing uh, sales and then on uh, on air. And uh, I'm going to that in London uh, on the 16th of um, October uh, to uh, meet up with fellow um, broadcasters and staff uh, who we go to different ones every every year. And uh, I was at Capital, as I say, for the, that many years. Uh, it was, um, you know, an enjoyable time, and probably the longest I had at any one company over the years. Yeah, there was a few um, people from Big L who, who went there, other than yourself, wasn't there? Uh, Dave Cash did a did a bit, didn't he? Of course, Kenny yeah. Kenny Everett. Uh... They did indeed, and uh, I worked with uh, both Kenny uh, and, uh, and and Dave uh, Dave Cash. Uh, Dave was uh, uh, lived uh, locally here to us. Uh, in Maidstone at one stage, uh, and um, I used to go and see him, and he used to do uh, the Beeb at uh, Beeb Kent yes. on a Saturday afternoon uh, on a programme there until he uh, he died just a, a few years ago. Uh, very sad it was to do to that. Uh, so um, when I did the, um, the, the broadcast last Sunday week, and quite a few guys came up to me saying, Ian Damon, I remember you, and I also remember you as Ian Davidson with the Capital Fun Boss all over London. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, here we are, Michael Aspel, outside the Odeon Cinema in Brixton. 
I've got Mrs. Jones here, who's just won herself a Smoothie Knox Fluffy Flora T-shirt from Wondermash, and she wants to say hello. And uh, Michael uh, Aswell would come back. What sort of a silly question did Ian ask you? How high was the Eiffel Tower? Was it A, B, or C? And she guessed correctly, so she won a Smoothie Knox Fluffy Flora T-shirt from Wonder Match. <laughs> I got away with all the free plugs. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> right, great to talk to you, Jeff you Martin. Too, Thank yeah. you very much for ringing. I hope you've got as much as you want to I, know. Absolutely. And, uh, Bye-bye, be good as you should, or be bad as you wished you had. There we go, and a big thank you to Ian for taking the time to have a chat to us. You can sh- uh, Thank you very much indeed for Ian for taking the time to have a chat to us. And you can tell from our chat that even at the, uh, the tender age of 88, he's still very, very uh, passionate uh, about uh, radio and uh, the radio industry. And uh, as he uh, said there, not only was he great on the air as well, he was a brilliant salesman. And uh, by goodness me, would he be in um, demand uh, if he was uh, 20 or 30 years younger, for, for sure. And also a big thank you to his wife, Janice, for uh, helping to get uh, our little chat together there sorted. So let's have a listen now to uh, Ian in action. This is uh, um, Ian aboard the Galaxy uh, back on the 7th of August, uh, just seven days before the station closed down, the 7th of August of 1967. And well, the tower says, uh, they say this evening will be dry with a good deal of sunshine and temperatures should reach around 24 degrees centigrade, 75 Fahrenheit, but will be cooler on the coast with moderate winds. Tonight will be fine temperatures falling to 12 degrees centigrade, 54 degrees Fahrenheit, and the cloud will increase during the night, but a fine day is forecast for tomorrow. That's your weather check from the Big Gallon. Now at 6 o'clock, Ian Damon. Hi there. You there? And good evening, everyone. Ian David Mike Sykes down the line, swinging fine with the sounds of the day coming your way. And my last show on the big L2. Right, let's get the program underway with this particular record, which is riding at number six of this week's Fab 40 charts. It's Keith West and excerpts from the Teenage Opera. And the Teenage Opera excerpt thereof uh, from that uh, particular song and all that sort of thing. It's uh, Keith West at uh, number six on this week's chart. It's a part of a very nice instrumental side on the other side of that. See if I can slip it in later for you. And it's five and a half minutes past six. A very good evening to all of you just just this and driving home from work at the moment. Must say hi there, you there to, uh, uh, let me see, Sheila Flynn at number five, Kingswood Road, Good Mayor's Ilford, Essex. And a very good evening, thanks very, very much for writing, and uh, all the very, very best of good wishes and good luck to all those who left the uh, Ursuline Brentwood, Essex this summer, and the rest of the uh, holidays, to the rest and enjoy the holidays. And uh, she says here too, see you all in September. Sheila Flynn, number five, Kingswood Road, Good Mayor's Ilford, Essex. Cheers to you and all the girls too up there in Brentwood. Much more B I G L versions available, and it's certainly the best one, and one that seems to be getting more rave notices than uh, the other version of it, but uh, well, some of the guys here think that the other song, the other version of the song is uh, the one that's going to go, but who knows, anyway, it'll all remain to be seen. It's the tune that's uh, number 29 this week on this week's uh, Fan 40, and I want to go back again as the title of the song, the version we played tonight from Truly Smith, the decker, the other version by the new formula on Piccadilly. Truly Smith, 
Very good, he read it, and then we'll uh, walk it produced, and uh, Les Reed did the musical arrangements. That sound, too, should go very, very well for Trilly Smith. Great sound. All right, time is uh, nine and a quarter minutes past six o'clock here on Radio London. Silent and cold. <clears throat> I apprehended the accused traveling under cover of a crowd of folk. I asked him why he was not using Castor XL with liquid tungsten, and his reply is written on a piece of paper handed to the clerk of the coop. I then asked him whether he realized that Castor XL 2050 is thicker to reduce oil burning, and his reply is written on a piece of paper handed to the clerk of the coop. I accordingly escorted him to a filling station, where his engine oil was changed to Castor XL 2050. He then asked for time to pay. And my reply is written on a piece of paper handed to the clerk of Castrol XL, only 2050 with liquid tungsten. And so there you go. Don't you dare forget uh, to put in uh, Castrol into your motor car when you're driving. It sounds really great stuff. Certainly is. Good oil and uh, good driving, too. If you're driving home at the moment, good evening to you. I know there's one gentleman uh, who's driving home on the way back from uh, work at uh, Waltham Abbey. Hello, Nev. On the way to Bishop's store. So I know it's all happening. <laughs> Seriously, mate. And I uh, hope to see you later on in the week. See if it works this time. All right, it's Bobby V. Here he goes. First Lara was entitled that song. Uh, yeah, not a five forty-five by any means. Not all that old, anyway. And uh, it comes from Roy Orbison with uh, the orchestral accompaniment directed by Wesley Rose. There, actually, from the film The Fastest Gun Alive, which the guitar alive, which hasn't even been released over here. <gasps> Not to worry. Yeah, 17 and three quarters after six o'clock on the big L. During the final week of the perfume garden, the gates will stay open until three o'clock so that we can walk together through the flowers and through the sunshine with the dibblers and the sparrows dancing in the grass. That means that John Peel's on for an extra hour. Yes, we've let him loose for another hour to, uh, tomorrow morning, so if you're up around about uh, 2 to 3, you'll uh, we'll have an extra hour of the perfume garden for you, so stay tuned. That's uh, tonight, uh, tomorrow morning, of course, and uh, the line-up from now until then, of course, is uh, at 9 o'clock, Willie Walker comes your way, and at uh, 12 of midnight, we have John Peel in the perfume garden until 3 a.m. tomorrow morning. <laughs> comes out, let's say hi there you there, to Alan Day and uh, Annette Day, also number 11, Meadow Lane, uh, Berg in Huntingdonshire, yes, in Huntingdon, thanks very, very much for your very nice card, uh, thanking us for the making the last uh, two or three years, so enjoyable listening to you. All right, cheers, and many, many thanks for uh, sending that little card in. Nine found as we go on the Fab 40 charts. Gold sticks and stones. Like that ending too, so it goes very nice too and very effective. The warm sounds they were, of course. Almost 23 minutes after 6, we've got news with you, for you, with Paul Kay at 6.30. Children thirst for knowledge. Children love finding out. Children want their questions answered. Children need the famous book of knowledge. The English-produced 12-volume book of knowledge includes a full descriptive dictionary, classic children's stories, and in fact, there's everything from anatomy to zoology, and it can be yours for as little as 10 shillings a week. 
with 40 pupils in a class, your child needs the extra help the book of knowledge will supply. For your child's sake and for the sake of your child's future, you must see this amazing up-to-date educational aid. For details, write to Schoolmaster, Radio London, 17 Curzon Street, London, West 1. Right now it's uh, 24 past uh, 6 o'clock on... Radio London! Time to say hi to you there to uh, two uh, young gentlemen I know very well. Tony Bayford of Bishop's Orchard and Malcolm Pierce of uh, Bruffing. Malcolm perhaps is uh, driving his old uh, VW. Not all that old, it's a new one. Ninety sixty-seven registration, nice blue one too. Somewhere up uh, on the way to Bruffing, as a matter of fact, at this particular site. Cheers, boys. All the very best to you. Hope to see you later in the week. Aretha Franklin's new one. And Aretha Franklin on that uh, particular record for Atlantic and the song, which is number 20 on the Fab Fab 40 for this particular week called Baby I Love You, a brand new one from America. Looks like it's going to be a wild seller. I hope it does as well as suspect. I think it will though somehow, but uh, who knows. Right, we've got uh, some more people to call, so members of the Monkey Fan Club, as a matter of fact, and uh, it's a special hi there. You there to the girls at uh, Green School Isleworth, or Isleworth in Middlesex, of course. Also from the secretary of the uh, Keith, it is, Keith Mallet and company, the fan club secretary. And cheers to you all over there. Hope you uh, stick and say that you do go away. We've got news for you in three minutes' time at Paul Cape. Meantime, take a climber, and this week it's uh, Tony Brandon along with Chris Denning's climber, and it's a song from uh, Eric Burton and the Animals. Good time, the good time is 6.30. Wonderful Radio London News around the clock. Deadline Monday, August the 7th, Court Lee. An approved school which the Home Secretary has closed on the grounds that excessive punishment had been administered to some of the boys. Four of them had been beaten excessively and the wrong type of cane was being used. Home Secretary Roy Jenkins has promised a report while the school's management is protesting strongly. London. The National Coal Board has met today for the first time since the report on Aberfan was published. Lord Robins explained that he was still undecided as to whether or not he would resign. But he added that his resignation was of secondary importance compared with the task confronting the board. Vietnam. Six Australian infantrymen were killed and 15 others were wounded during a sharp clash with Viet Cong. Meanwhile, American forces are continuing their offensive in the air and on the ground. Detroit, where two white policemen have been charged with the murder of three young Negro youths. Their bodies were found in a hotel room covered with shotgun wounds. D notices. A civil service committee has said that the government's statements about Colonel Leslie Lorne were fair. The committee, however, did not doubt the Colonel's loyalty, although he had made understandable errors of judgment. He was not said to have given classified information to Chapman Pinter or any other journalist. Finally, the weather... The western half of the country will have a cloudy night with some rain. The remainder of the country will have a dry night with clear spells. All regions will have a bright start to tomorrow with sunny intervals, but there is a chance of some thundery showers later in the day. Tonight's low, 12 degrees centigrade, 54 degrees Fahrenheit, will rise above the seasonal average tomorrow to 25 degrees centigrade, 77 degrees Fahrenheit. The next news on Radio London will be at 7.30. This is Paul Kay reporting... short dress on. That's always a brand new in and uh, doing well up to number three this week on the Fab 40 chart too. Thanks very much Paul Kay for the news at uh, 26 and a half minutes before seven o'clock you're on the Ian Damon show from now till nine swinging fine with the sounds of the day coming your way. sound out of our ballot box last week, 30 this week on the chart, it's Dionne Warwick to sing. What a nice sound that is too, and uh, motoring the music too, if you are at the moment, hope you enjoyed that sound on uh, uh, Pi International from American Scepter, as a matter of fact, Dionne Warwick and that song called The Windows of the World, currently at number 30 on the fan 40. <laughs> Two and a half minutes before seven o'clock on Radio London. Used by Talent. All attractive men used by Talent. You're a natural. 
two before seven, and by this time, say hi to you there to Philip Brown of number four, Mays Lane, uh, Early, in uh, Renning in Berkshire. Cheers, mate. Thanks for your card uh, for the Beatles competition. Sorry I didn't win, but a uh, young man by the name of Carol Gibbons did at uh, Ipswich. Uh, but many thanks for writing and uh, sending all your greetings to us here on Big L. All right, we've got a climber for you now. <laughs> This one's a certainly go, go, go. It's John. Is it love? Well, I don't know. Let's have a listen. Is it love? Well, I don't know. It uh, certainly could be, and could be a big smasher for John, that great group, John, who have been appearing uh, some uh, recently around the Radio London Cop-type uh, uh, shows. And uh, we hope you enjoyed that particular song. Come from Columbia and uh, comes out very shortly. It's uh, Climber for, let's see, Keyskews and Willie Walker. Joint effort there. That's, I uh, hope it does very, very well for John. Right, it's 18 minutes before 7 o'clock. And do you want more money, an interesting career, and in a short future? Well, within five weeks, you could become a fully trained computer programmer ready to embark on a satisfying, financially rewarding career in an industry offering unrivaled opportunity for advancement. Telephone the Computer School of Programming in London on Museum 8831 in Birmingham Central 3623 and arrange to attend a completely free introductory lecture telling you all about the industry and what your prospects could be. There's phone numbers to ring once again in London, Museum 8831 and in Birmingham Central 3623. <laughs> Okay, let's say hi to you there this time to uh, some young ladies, especially young Jane, who lives at 252 Grange Road, London E13. it well. Hello to your mates, too. And they are Maureen, Claire, Isabel, Swanna, Dennis, or Denise it is, uh, Twillian, uh, Gillian, Ina, Ida, rather, Pauline, from uh, Deborah, Kathleen, uh, Times, and Dagenham, Mary, all followed by Wiseman 3, who support uh, us here on Big L, and also all the Big L fans, and all the Who fans, too. I know you like the Who, because uh, uh, we've got a record here specially lined up for you right now. And there's Boris the Spider, of course, from the Who, and uh, from the Quick One album. All right, six, feel free to lady do. 30, 14, that's better, let's get that time right. 14 and a quarter minutes before 7 o'clock on Radio London. Hey, 
British News on Radio London, 8.30. This is Paul Kay reporting. And Cliff Richard with the day. I'm Ed Marie. This week on the Fan 40 at number two. Thank you very much indeed, Paul Kay, for these. And welcome back to the Ian Damon Show from Nidal Dine. So we can find with the sounds of the day coming your way. Ian Damon then aboard the MV Galaxy uh, Big Al Radio London. And uh, when I was editing that clip, I... Um, I was quite surprised about the amount of speech content there, uh, wasn't it, uh, you know, compared to music. But I tend to think, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, please let me know if I am. That I think the speech um, element went up a little bit as they got towards the end. Because I think there was so much to say and very little time left to say it. That, that may be just an impression of mine and may not be true. But uh, there you go. But still, I think uh, a very good, exciting um, programme or an hour of a programme from near the end of uh, Big L and uh, listening to it back all those years later, you know, I still think what a, a wonderful radio station it was and that's why it was so, so suspe- uh, successful and made lots of money, isn't it, as well, which is something that unfortunately not all the offshore stations did, but certainly Big L did. So that's about it then uh, from a slightly longer episode and uh, this, of course, has been episode 39. Just a reminder that all the back catalogue are still available to go and listen again or go back and listen to the first time. As I always say, please, please, please uh, spread the word and tell everybody about uh, Radio Rollback, celebrating the great days of music radio from the 60s, 70s, 80s. And uh, really uh, um, interesting to uh, find out some younger people are actually going back and uh, uh, visiting uh, that uh, great radio era through Radio Rollback, which is really, really good and really refreshing. And uh, So not quite put together what we're going to do on the big 4-0, the 40th episode next... But you'll find out in due course. And as I say, the best way to keep in touch is uh, to, um, yeah, just uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or at podbean.com. Thanks again for your company. I've really enjoyed it as always. And I'll see you soon with episode 40. Thanks for listening to Radio Rollback Podcast. Don't forget to check out the back catalogue and use your podcast app to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode.